Hello, and welcome to the City Speak podcast, where we talk about everything relevant to stakeholders at City Hall and municipal government organizations. City Speak podcast has a unique focus on community and directing interests to an exciting career in municipal government. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, John Herrera, a city director and CPA with 30 years experience in the efficient delivery of municipal services to his communities. Here now is John Herrera. Hello, listeners. This is John Herrera, president of MuniTemps Municipal Staffing Solutions. And thank you for joining us in at uh, City Speak Podcast, part two of the three-part series on what City Hall needs from its new finance director. This City Speak Podcast is all about the top 10 goals that a finance director needs to achieve his uh, role as finance director at City Hall. My hope is that uh, you will be patient with me as I go through a introduction that will be a little longer than than normal, but I hope that this introduction, that you will find this uh, a value. Today I'm speaking to young finance and accounting college grads to encourage you to consider a a career as a municipal finance officer or a finance director. Uh, this City Speak podcast is also to um, uh, seasoned uh, finance directors who maybe need a little refresher on what are the top 10 goals that you should set when you take on a, a new uh, city as finance director. Lastly, I'm also speaking to private sector finance and accounting professionals. Um, it's very possible for you guys and gals to transition from the private sector into local government. Uh, as a municipal finance officer. Now, I, I now want to say just a few things about the job title that's used for the top finance position at City Hall. This is the person that's responsible for managing all the financial activities of the organization. The job title of the top finance position is different in California than it is in Tennessee. Arizona, Nevada, and on and on throughout the 50 states in the United States. At CitySpeak, I use the job title of finance director interchangeably with municipal finance officer because the finance activities of the organization may not always be organized at the department head level. Also, in smaller organizations, and as you know, I think like over 85% of city uh, towns and villages and so forth incorporated towns and cities are very small they're like under 10,000 population and over 92 percent of cities and towns throughout the United States are under I believe 15,000 population so in smaller organizations and in different states the highest fiscal responsibility is carried out under different job titles like finance manager finance officer, accounting manager, or some other job title. Even the accountant can function as the de facto municipal finance officer in some smaller organizations as they may be asked to assume financial management and administration duties typically performed by the finance director in some larger municipality. Yes, the municipal finance officer of a local government 
is the person in charge of and responsible for all the fiscal activities of the organization, regardless of the job title or where that position fits in the organizational chart. You as the municipal finance officer would be the individual whom all, to whom uh, all stakeholders rely on to watch over the finances of the organization. If something goes wrong, something goes haywire in finance, they will likely come to you first. Do you remember that posting that I did on LinkedIn on all the Queen's horses? Yeah, that's a very big responsibility for a number of reasons. But anyways, going back to the position job title of finance director, the authority and the influence of the municipal finance officer is limited only by his or her ambitions and the leadership ability they bring in the organization. You know, for years, we bean counters have advanced the notion that the municipal finance officer or finance director should really function at the uh, CFO, chief financial officer, uh, of the organization. You may be uh, the municipal finance officer with a job title of finance director responsible for the finance department reporting to the finance manager, or you may have the job title of finance manager of the finance division under the administrative services department reporting to the administrative services director. In either case, I would advance that you need to think of yourself as the CFO of the organization unless the city manager or the administrative services director has the expertise and the desire to take on that responsibility. You need to be the CFO, whether it's in job title or not, but in duties. During my career in local government, and I spent 30 years in local government in the finance department, uh, probably 25, 24 to 25 years of those 30 years that I spent in municipal finance departments, um, I always thought of myself as the CFO of the organization because my city manager expected me to perform my finance director job at the highest level of responsibility in finance. Um, there's just really uh, many, many reasons that we'll talk about in future City Speak podcasts. But in my opinion, if I was going to be in charge of and responsible for all the fiscal activities of the organization, that's going to have to lead at the CFO level, not just at the finance director or finance manager level. The CFO is a finance officer with a broader perspective on identifying the financial risks, the threats, as well as the opportunities uh, for economic development and financial benefits to the, within the municipal organization. This awareness and involvement includes risk management, contracts, information technology, and all the activities and goings on in the organization that could impact the fiscal capacity of the organization. So I have a question for you then. Why would a municipal finance officer care about risk management, contracts, and information technology if these duties may not even be in their job description? The answer is because anything that can affect the financial position, the fiscal capacity, 
or economic opportunities at City Hall or other municipality should be of concern to the municipal finance officer. Thinking of your job as if you are the CFO of your organization does not necessarily take more hours than the job, so don't worry about that, but it does require more mental horsepower. You got to be on all the time when it comes to being aware, you know, for finance uh, threats, weaknesses, opportunities, and so forth. What role you, as a new city finance director, want to play in your organization is totally up to you. But I encourage you to think like a CFO, even if that's not your specific job title. Remember, in the end, you will be held responsible for any fiscal matters that come up in your organization, even if you don't have the, GF, the CFO uh, uh, job title. So make it your business to know everything of a financial nature at City Hall, everything that affects a City Hall. Earn the reputation of CFO to get a seat at all the meetings that impact the, that impact the finances of your municipality. I remember a time back in the day, remember when there was all these uh, economic development deals and land deals and so forth, the city manager didn't usually think of the finance directors being involved in that. The city manager typically wanted to look at all the performers and all of the financial reports and so forth, working with developers and so forth. They normally didn't want the bean counter in there because we'd ask the questions and we'd try to maybe uh, put too much focus on the reality and checks and balances on the numbers. Uh, but to the extent that you could show your city manager, at least that's how I worked on uh, bond deals, economic development deals, all kind of deals, I was able to get a seat at the at the table there with the city manager and the other directors. Of course, playing the role of CFO in your organization will take finesse so that you don't step on too many toes. But if you can step up to the CFO level of financial management in your organization, I believe your organ your community will be better served by it. Again, I apologize for the long intro. But I think it's important to put the, the, uh, the importance of the position in your mind, especially if you're new to this CFO concept in local government. Okay, let's now, here we go with part two of our three-part series uh, for finance directors and what City Hall expects of you. The 10 most important goals to achieve as a new finance director at City Hall. Here they are. Here are the top 10 most important goals you should focus on as you come on board as the city's new finance director. Number one, read municipal code, powers of the office, and sources of authority. Yes, read the municipal code, the ordinances, the resolutions, the policies, and procedures to understand your legal authority in your organization as finance director. Find out if uh, find out if all ordinances have been codified because that's really important. Uh, if you have a municipal, a municipal code and it doesn't have all of the ordinances um, uh, codified, then you're working with an old municipal code. But really, the municipal code is the law at your city and you need to know it. I don't think very many um, new finance directors make it their priority to come in and read the, the municipal code. The other thing is make sure you look at all the policies and procedures. Print them out. Uh, 
put three hole punch and then put it in a ring binder so you can easily get to the purchasing procedures the the, the administrative procedures the procedures on everything that you have to look that you have to work on as a new finance director you don't want to be going around asking different people on how you do one thing or another you don't want to have to go and ask your staff if you can go right to the procedures it also establishes your credibility right away as a new finance director the other thing I would do as a new finance director is I would meet with the existing finance uh, staff uh, other department directors get their insights on the organization this is all part of number one the other thing I would do, again, is part of number one, right? Understanding your authority and so forth. Document the city's legal level of budgetary control so you know when budget adjustments need to go back to the city council for approval. At some of my cities that I've worked at, the legal level of budgetary control is the department level. That means that the city manager has the authority to move monies um, only within the departments. Uh, but if anything affects the overall fund, um, then it's got, I'm sorry, when I mean department, legal level of budgetary control is a department. That means that he, uh, he can only make budget transfers within the department. But from moving money from one department to another, even if it's within the same fund, the city manager typically doesn't have that legal level of budgetary control. Uh, one of the cities that I've been doing consulting with up here in Northern California, the city manager has a, or city administrator in this case, has a legal level of budgetary control that the council has delegated down to the fund level. And so the city manager or city administrator just needs to provide, um, well, has the authority to move monies within the fund from one department to another as long as it's with a specific fund. So you need to go back and, and appreciate what the legal level of budgetary control is. Again, this is still within number one. Another thing I would say is study the culture of the organization. Find out about the grapevine, you know, the finance department relationships with other departments and stakeholders. Learn a little bit about that. And then, of course, establish your city's uh, or understand your city's capacity to embrace change. Um, is it an organization that's very, uh, this is the way we've always done it here and we're not going to change how we do? Or, you know, make sure that you understand that uh, culture there. Okay, let's move on to number two. The number two, the second goal that I would accomplish as a new finance director, tie out last the last year's audit uh, report, the, the comprehensive annual uh, the comprehensive annual financial report. Tie out those financial statements that are audited to the trial balance that's in your accounting system. This is very important that you do that. Sometimes there's last minute things that are changed. You need to make sure that what you have on all the balance sheet and all the uh, statement of revenue expenditures and all the fund balances and so forth that these match the starting numbers that you had in the in the audited financial statements so you need to make sure that you have good starting numbers uh, and that's very important that you do again that's number, part of number two uh, also I would obtain contact information for your city's independent auditors you immediately have to get in touch with them and make sure that you're on the same page with them um, hold a meeting with the auditors to learn and gain insights about your city's financial accounting system and related documents. Um, let's go on to number three now. Establish the city's financial position as of the last bank reconciliation. Why is it so important that you do it as of the last bank reconciliation? Because if you don't know where cash stands, the financial position of the city is, is not as meaningful. So um, uh, make sure that you do that. Um, the other thing is that I would read all supporting documentation 
uh, and make sure that you look at all the subsidiary accounts and that that information ties out what's in the financial system. Um, another thing I would do within number three is reconcile the adopted budget to the existing budget that's posted in the accounting system. Um, the documentation that uh, that's in the city council agendas for supporting all the all the changes that have happened to the adopted budget that was adopted at the end uh, June th prior to June 30th of the last fiscal year that was posted on July 1 of the new fiscal year that you're working under right now. Make sure that you can reconcile the starting budget that was adopted by council to the revised budget that's in your accounting system and all the amendments that occurred have to balance, balance out. So um, keep the city manager informed of any variances and your findings in this budget reconciliation. Um, the other thing I would do uh, still with a number three read all contracts ensure that you have a copy in your file or that's accessible through shared folders if you don't read the contract again don't ever just take people's word for it you need to make sure yourself that you read it and you you can read um, so that's number three dealing with numbers uh, number four also deals with with uh, numbers number four is prepare a five-year financial forecast this will have corollary value for many other things like for example um, well let me just talk about one more thing when you prepare a a, a five-year forecast in my experience is it is very important that you come up with good solid documentation uh, on the assumptions that you're going to use for the growth rate for uh, revenues and the various different revenues taxes fees and assessments and then within expenditures or expenses if you're talking about the enterprise funds make sure that you have good assumptions and you have those assumptions documented what percentage increase we're gonna have in utilities or in certain large contracts that we have or um, maybe public employee pension cost uh, employee benefits and salaries uh, per uh, labor contract agreements and so forth so have a good documentation file for this five-year forecast make sure that you solidify the five-year forecast so that it can serve as a prospective financial statement that can even be put through the scrutiny and test of an agreed-upon procedures attestation which is a low level of audit but it's really called an agreed-upon procedures that's performed by an independent accountant a CPA with a CPA license um, there was one city that actually I had to put my five-year because there had been so much so many problems with the credibility of the five-year forecast in the past the number materialized and the community just came to not really community and the council came to not trust the uh, the staff um, that they said the, the council told me they said we want a five-year forecast that can be audited well obviously they can't be audited but as, as, as a um, because it's a perspective it's a forward-looking uh, uh, report but there was an AUP um, that can be prepared by an independent accountant which is a CPA that performs procedures on on your assumptions whether your assumptions were valid or not but um, uh, so, so this is very important that you consider making your five-year forecast not just a forecast that anybody can throw together these Excel spreadsheets and throw in percentages. Anybody can do that, but make them more prospective financial statements that could put that could be put through the scrutiny of the auditors. Um, also, another point is use your five-year forecast to project out the financial position through the end of this current fiscal year. 
um, uh, that's one of the one of the cities that I'm working with right now and providing consulting. Uh, they asked me to go back and review the numbers, the projections in, in the current year budget. So this five-year forecast has a corollary value also for the current year forecast to determine the financial position, the fund balances, and so forth. You can also use the five-year forecast to prepare the mid-year budget report that we bring forward in January or the first meeting in, in, in February. Another thing within this uh, point, number four, is review prior financial forecasts to see if these have been on target. Maybe there's many five-year forecasts that have been done in the past that have not been very valuable because of uh, uh, the assumptions were not, were not good. So uh, gain insights into how financial forecasts are perceived at the city. Does a finance director, here's another point, does a finance director have credibility uh, with his, financial, his or her financial forecast? Uh, that may be a big part of your job is to raise the credibility of the finance director and the finance department in, in its forecast to tell the financial story to the, to the council and the community. Uh, also involve other department uh, directors and their budget staff to give input into your assumptions in the five-year financial forecast. Okay, let's talk about number five now. Prepare an analysis of the finance department staffing and resources. Inventory the finance department staff skill set to create a cross-training uh, cross uh, plan. Uh, redesign the finance procedures to see if you can improve customer service. Uh, another thing you need to do is to prepare a report to the city manager on the staffing shortages if applicable. You need to let him or her know. And if there's budget available, uh, request temporary staffing to fill the gaps in the staffing needs. And of course, Muni Temps provides temporary staffing, so you can call us. Sorry, I had to put in a plug for my company. I don't often do that, but uh, I mean that's what Muni Temps does. Um, I, in in my 30-year career as a city finance director, I have always had to use temporary staffing. Uh, I've worked for smaller cities, and therefore we it was usually just myself as the municipal finance officer or finance director, and then I had the accounting uh, technicians and accounting clerks. I normally didn't have accountants in between myself, so there was no middle middle uh, support there. So I always had to use temporary staffing. So, anyways, that that's that's actually how MuniTemps was born 14 years ago. But that's a whole different story that I'll tell you at another time. Um, communicate clearly with finance staff, involve them in department reorganizations if, if it's applicable. Okay, let's go on to number six now. Study your ERP system. ERP, remember Enterprise Resource Planning System? Study your ERP system and other technology to achieve greater automation in the finance department. Create a list of all the services that are provided by your finance department. Estimate the time that you spend on each of these services by various staff. Another thing is, and we're still with the number six here, create a checklist of all tasks and services and the frequency these are performed, whether it's done daily, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly, biannual, or annual. Your focus needs to be on re-engineering business processes and the financial management and reporting system you use to serve your customers. Redefine the ERP or other system in use to establish a system that delivers an acceptable level of customer service given the current staffing levels. Remember we talked about that one time? Redefine your system. That's a big part of what a new finance director needs to do when he or she comes on board with a new city. 
as the new finance director, make sure that you look at the menu security in your ERP system. You don't want people to have access to that ERP system if they're not entitled to it. Also change all the passwords. Uh, make sure that nobody has access to the banks and payroll and other aspects of the financial system that should only be delegated to certain individuals in finance or maybe HR, uh, but always keeping the segregation of duties so that uh, we don't have any issues with, with the internal audit controls. And our framework of audit, internal audit, uh, our framework of internal controls it needs to be maintained very strong. Number seven. We have just a few more to go. Okay, just hang in there with me. Prepare your first budget and finance report for council and stakeholders. This is your big uh, coming out <laughs> and showing what you can do. This is where you get a chance to communicate directly to the council and the stakeholders so they can see what you're made of. And this is where you prove yourself. So ask the city manager what financial reports he or she would like to see on a monthly, quarterly, biannual, and annual basis. But your goal really needs to be on preparing user-friendly financial reports that anybody can understand. Even a fifth grader needs to be able to understand these reports. If you can accomplish that and yet show the true financial position and the projections of the city, you're a winner. So seek to put the fiscal story into a one-page presentation if possible. Please avoid the data dump approach to providing financial information. There are some finance directors or finance officers that just get these big reports and they put them on the agenda and they throw them out there to the council. Man, that's called a data dump. We don't do that. Uh, you're a financial storyteller. This is why you get paid the big bucks as a finance director and finance officer to tell this very complex information and putting it into a uh, summary easy to understand format of a financial report and you need to keep the trends going you need to be uh, updating the readers of your financial reports so that as the storyteller of the finances of the organization there's never surprises no surprise or very few surprises please if there's one thing that'll get you fired as a finance director or finance officer is when you come up oh by the way we're going to be short a million dollars this year and that's going to create all kinds of problems. Make sure that you're a good storyteller so there's few surprises. Okay, let's go on to number eight now. Perform finance department customer satisfaction survey. I believe strongly in customer service. Use constant contact or uh, what is it, uh, SurveyMonkey or whatever it's called, uh, some other email survey system. Find out where finance is doing well and where finance needs to improve. Meet with your own finance staff and others uh, to provide feedback and support on your game plan as you look to redesign your ERP system and your finance system to provide an acceptable level of customer service given the existing staffing levels. Very important. Uh, number, number nine, uh, social media. You can use social media to improve the efficiencies in customer service and finance. Now You, you need to get approval from the city manager. Uh, so you can get a constant contact email account to stay in touch with your stakeholders and your customers. You can have different lists. Some maybe 
from for business licensing or maybe some for uh, vendors or other customers or whatever uh, constant contact is a way to get a little more specific you can measure how many people there's metrics of how many people uh, will open your emails how many read them how many click uh, so look at the efficiencies of a constant contact email to improve the level of customer service and see how um, your customers perceive your department but always obtain approval from the city manager obtain approval from the city manager also to create videos for a variety of uses uh, training staff videos training other departments explaining how uh, CIP projects are doing other initiatives whatever you can post these on YouTube or you can put it put them on the city's network it's just like this little video that I'm doing here I mean I'm not a video expert but you need to establish uh, uh, yourself as a high-tech finance director and take advantage of all the technology okay number 10 establish your game plan with the city manager now that you're the new finance director have a 90-day 180-day um, and a one-year and even a two-year uh, game plan let the city manager know that some improvements that are necessary in finance they'll take two years to get there depending on how behind the city is with all of its record-keeping or depending on what you find where the where the finance department is at so don't oh, don't ever over over promise and under deliver be realistic with your goals and commitments to achieve your the, these goals and as I said before provide a weekly or a monthly update to your city manager to get uh, buy-in from him uh, or her when you need to reschedule and reprioritize goals make sure that it's a moving uh, a list of goals that you're working on and communication 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 with your city manager and other stakeholders is very very important I've written an article at Muni if you go to munitemps.com and you click on city speak I said provide a plus customer service to your city manager finance directors municipal finance officers who's your number one uh, customer yes that's right the city manager okay well those are the ten goals that I believe that new finance directors should really consider uh, achieving as a new finance director there's so many so many other goals that are out there that you can come up with but those are the ones that I can think of that are very important in this in the 21st century um, and as I move into new cities and I come in as the interim finance um, director or finance manager those are the things that I look at right away uh, and so keep in mind these 10 goals they need to be integrated into your day-to-day -day job as a finance director so you need to budget time in your day to get these goals achieved chip away at them little by little and you don't need to get them all done in one week these are gonna take six months a year even two years but you've got to work uh, towards those and you've already established and committed yourself with the city manager also there's going to be other projects the city manager will delegate to you you must learn how to say no or say yes if you provide me the resources so you can carry them out remember if you always say yes to all projects and you don't get to the most important work done you will not succeed in your job as finance director by the way following the 80 uh, 20 rule remember that 20 percent of everything you do as finance director creates 80 percent of your value to the organization that just doesn't seem right does it but anyways, next week, we're going to discuss the importance of following the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, as it's called, so you can keep your job, so you don't burn out, okay? 
Um, and we'll talk more about this. So this will be this Pareto Principle 8020 rule discussion. This is going to be the final part, part three of our three-part series of what City Hall needs from its finance director. So in conclusion, we can see that the job of finance director at City Hall uh, is a big job. Retiring finance directors, finance managers, and other municipal finance officers, they're leaving behind uh, big jobs to fill. I want to do a quick shout out, by the way, to a friend of mine, Debbie, uh, Debbie Savage, who is retiring in two weeks as finance manager from the city of Susanville, California, after 18 years of service at her community. I want to tell you that Debbie is leaving behind a city finance department where the where everything in her department is current and it's up to date. Man, what a sweet finance department to step into. Uh, the bank recs are all done, the budget's adopted, and it's implemented into the Cassell finance system. The state controls reports are all done. The current year audit and the comprehensive annual financial report is done. Uh, she has a hardworking team of accounting staff who work in unison like the best of them. Yes, Debbie Savage is a finance manager who is leaving behind big shoes to fill. So, uh, back to the uh, City Speak podcast. Whether you are a young accounting or finance professional looking to step up to the top finance job at a municipality, or you're a seasoned finance director, consider the value of these 10 most important goals we just discussed. Uh, you can read the detailed report by going to munitemps.com and clicking on the City Speak podcast, and you can see the written blog. If the video went too fast, you can get all the notes right there. So put your best foot forward, keeping in mind these 10 goals I just discussed. Go compete for one of the many jobs in municipal finance throughout the country. There are many other goals, as I said, that we can talk about, but I wish you all well on your new assignment as municipal finance officer and finance director. Please reach out to me. Um, John Herrera. Let me know how your job is going. Um, go to munitemps.com and you can get all my contact information or you can email me john, j-o-h-n, at munitemps.com. And don't forget to subscribe to CitySpeak. Um, uh, thank you very much for being with me this uh, for this session of CitySpeak and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the City Speak podcast. Tune in next time where we will talk again about everything relevant to stakeholders at City Hall and municipal government organizations.